Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. And today is November the 10th, and we are in the Bible reading plan, reading from the book of 1 Corinthians. Today, you're going to read a fairly familiar passage as we read something that is quite often read at weddings. But stick around at the end, and I'll explain why this was never written to be a wedding conversation, but is so much more. So here we go, jumping into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one, just as He determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink, Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. 
If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I like that these two chapters are coupled together in this reading plan because they actually go hand in hand. So let's start with the first verse of chapter 12 because it's key here. It starts like this. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Spirit. So Paul is starting by saying that the only way we can understand God is through His Spirit. And so we can't be people that love God and are close to Him, yet don't have His Spirit. It's His Spirit that leads us and guides us. Now listen to this next part. He says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. 
Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So what Paul is trying to show here is that the Spirit of God, it's one Spirit, and it leads us all differently and gives us all different gifts. We weren't meant to all be the same. We were meant to have different gifts. Because when it works together, we become one body. And so God intentionally gives each of us a different spiritual gift. And each of us is meant to use that gift to honor God and to help others honor God in the same way. But then Paul ends chapter 2 and he says, And yet, I will show you the most excellent way. So while we all have different gifts and are all led by the Spirit, he is about to tell us the way that will be even better if we all can do it. And that is when he jumps into chapter 13, into the section that we often read at weddings. See, this isn't a wedding section of scripture. I don't think when Paul wrote it, he said, Oh, I hope this is in every wedding from here on out. Why is this not just simply a wedding verse? Well, because Paul is talking about spiritual gifts. And he's saying that there are many spiritual gifts and we should desire them. But then he says, here is one that you must have. Love. Why? Well, because love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Paul isn't just listing some romantic version of how two people stay together or get married or how they get along with each other. Paul is actually listing the best spiritual gift that any of us can have, and it's the gift of love. You see what he just mentioned here? All these things aren't love that we can do on our own. These are a special love that only come through the spiritual gifts. It's the spiritual gift of love. And if we get this love, it can change the world. Why? Because the spiritual gift of love never fails. So desire the gifts. Ask God for his spirit so that you can prophesy or so that you can speak words of wisdom. But more than that, desire the spirit so that you can have the spiritual gift of love. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.